What's up, everybody? This is your host, Scott Melker, and you're listening to the Wolf of All Streets podcast. Every week, I'm talking to your favorite personalities from the worlds of Bitcoin, finance, trading, art, music, sports, politics, and basically anyone else with an interesting story to tell. So sit down, strap in, and get ready, because we're going deep. Let's go. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Round the X and Voyager, for making today's episode possible. We'll hear much more about them later on in the episode. This podcast is powered by Blockworks Group, the only events and podcast production company I trust. For access to the premier digital asset conferences and in-depth podcast content, visit them at blockworksgroup.io. I promise you will not be disappointed. Today's guest is the CEO and co-founder of Femex, which is one of the fastest growing companies in the crypto space. It is now ranked number six in volume for derivatives exchanges. After a 10-year stint at Morgan Stanley, he decided to make the jump to crypto, and I can't uh, wait to hear why he made that decision. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jack Tao to the show. Jack, thank you for being here. Thank you, Scott. I'm really excited to be here. So as I just touched on, I really love to hear why you made the, the jump from, I guess, Wall Street, even though you weren't technically on Wall Street, from Morgan Stanley uh, over, over to the crypto space. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's a long story. So it's, uh, you can tell it. I started, <laughs> I started getting to know about blockchain in early 2016, uh, sorry, 17. And uh, my friends keep asking me to look at blockchain technology. And I start look at read the right paper uh, from Santoshi and then write to the, read the right pa- white paper from, uh, for Ethereum. Uh, they were amazing, so I, I didn't I didn't stop reading like a f- for the entire weekend. Then I started love it and I started trading a little bit on, on Coinbase. And for me, that uh, my background is I worked for brokerage business for eleven years, and uh, there are so many regulations. And you see big companies become even bigger, like JP Morgan after financial financial after two thousand eight financial crisis, right? And, uh, and we still experience like very, very bad customer service from the bank and the transfer money uh, between the accounts is super hard and even harder. And uh, there's a lot of restrictions. So with all those experiences that uh, I suddenly find that there is a blockchain technology and it's uh, like, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's almost uh, designed for a new financial system as I can see. So it's kind of instinct that I start to love this blockchain technology and uh, look into more and more and uh, my friends and I started talking about a business and uh, two years later in 2019 and uh, we formed a team and they built our product. It's interesting. So like me, I got into crypto in late 2016, early 2017. So you were, you were kind of late. It wasn't something that you were interested in in 2012, like some of the people here, but you Actually, you know, I came in as a trader and was here for the volatility and the money, but you actually fell in love with it for the real use case because of the, you know, it's, it's as a safe haven asset, all, all of the decentralization and the real reasons that people are passionate about the space. Is that accurate? That's, that's very accurate. I actually know, I heard about Bitcoin uh, back to 2011. But I didn't take this series. You know, there's Same. a lot of like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of game coin and, uh, you know, I, I play video games at, at that time. And I know this, I didn't read the white paper. So I just guessing that uh, this is another like uh, um, a centralized coin. I, I, I don't know what, it, I, I totally have no idea what a decentralized was at that time. And until I read the, I read the paper. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, good yeah so you decided to start an exchange which is a very crowded and popular space why did you decide to do that and uh, i guess you know how how has that process been for you i i found wall street and uh, it's kind of uh, related to the background of our partners from morgan stanley so morgan Stanley, one of the biggest uh, institutional broke a brokerage confirm Right. It serves mostly for institutional clients, but all, as well as uh, for the retail clients. Right. Um, if I remember correctly, that uh, the trading volume on the stock market, Morgan Stanley reported volume is like 50% of the market. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, some, sometimes more. And, uh, and uh, my, I build in trading engines for, for customers and we build algos for them. It connects almost to the, all the exchange around the world. 
And so it's kind of my, my technology background. I feel that uh, we probably can build something new and simple uh, in the crypto space as well. So exchange is kind of, um, it's a natural idea for us. Uh, uh, and also the exchange business model is very simple, right? So you provide a service, uh, you charge fees, and it's very straightforward. You add more. Uh, you you can you can uh, provide more data to the clients. Uh, so it's not complicated at all, and uh, for us. So and uh, it's it's uh, when we believe that uh, once this industry keep growing and uh, it's like uh, it's it's uh, definitely uh, there is a high demand for uh, users to exchange the coins between each other and uh, discover the values. And, and also uh, capture opportunities. So that's we think uh, um, exchange will play a critical role, a role uh, in this space for a long time. Right. So as I mentioned before, there's some big players where that have captured a ton of the attention in, in the market before. So what differentiates Femex and how do you grow that business with all the competition? So exchange right now uh, have lots of responsibilities and you can see lots of exchange have different uh, uh, products. They almost provide all different services, right? But we are mainly focused on training, uh, including uh, derivatives trading and, uh, and uh, spot, sports trading. And we want to, our goal is we want to not just serve it for the criticals. It's, it's, it, we want to build a financial service onto the blockchain, which means that, uh, uh, the products we want to deliver is not just for uh, crypto holders, right? We want to create holders to be able to um, invest uh, almost all kinds of different uh, assets around the world, including traditional financial uh, products. So that's why that uh, we have uh, we have a goal we have gold USD pair. Right. <clears throat> so that's the first uh, that's the first pair offer hundred times level leverage. So we want to this is kind of a sign we want to uh, show our users that that's our mission that's our vision and to to provide a well-rounded uh, more comprehensive service and that's the future we think that coming five or ten years. Yeah, some of the major issues that. I think a lot of the other derivatives and even spot exchanges have had, especially in 2017, before they were optimized to any degree, you know, the overloads, the exchange freezing, all of these, you know, uh, extremely slow orders, slippage, you know, obviously there's this laundry list of issues that people complain about uh, that exist with crypto exchanges that don't generally exist if you're trading on like TD Ameritrade or E-Trade in the legacy market or something. So how do you resolve those issues and create a better product? Yeah, that's also one biggest problem that uh, back in 2017 that I almost used all the exchange available, Coinbase, GDAX, then later GDAX and uh, uh, yeah, almost, almost everyone. They, they all have uh, some problem here and there, uh, mainly because uh, one thing, uh, the technology, uh, the, the tech team, uh, I checked their backgrounds, so they're not, they don't have uh, uh, bank, they don't have Wall Street experience, right? They, they, they don't know how to build it. Some, some, some developer uh, mainly focus on the web page or database, right? It's not, they, they don't have the, enough knowledge how to build the architecture of so this, uh, this uh, nonstop exchange. The second thing is that uh, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of um, uh, experience. So building building a, a exchange is totally different than building uh, like a, like a, a other applications, right? The reliability and the speed has high demand, and uh, people want to do trade. They want to do close their position on those peak time. So that's very critical, and uh, they they even for now they have this latency issue, and uh, right even for top three, top three exchange, you name it the top three, they have, they have almost outages every month, right? So the way how to make this, en- uh, how to build the engineer team to deliver good quality of service, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's like maybe people used to use Google, but uh, what's the, I only remember once that Google service went down. Ever. Right? Yeah. 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 It's almost, almost never went down. I only remember once. But that's only certain regions. So, so people don't know how to build this. It's, it's very difficult to build a kind of service that uh, you trade for 24 by 7. And uh, you want to trade anytime, anywhere. And it's, the user space is, gro- is global. So, Go ahead. So that's, yeah, that's, that's uh, we think uh, that's our 
advantage uh, compared with other team that we have the technology, we had experience and uh, we know finance. Can you talk about uh, the difference between the different kinds of contracts that you offer and that, and that other exchanges offer for, for people who might not understand the difference, I guess, between spot futures contracts and perpetual contracts? So, yeah, it's, it's kind of similar. And uh, so we have uh, perpetual contracts. So we have two types of perpetual contracts. The first one is um, BDC USD perpetual contracts. So it quoted by the US dollar and settled in the Bitcoin, right? The US dollar is nominal, right? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a pair that's uh, similar to BitMEX and other exchange. And I think that's the very first uh, financial, financial perpetual contracts in crypto world. Right. And uh, we have uh, another set of perpetual contracts which uh, quoted in US dollar and settled in US dollar as well like uh, Ethereum, USD, and Gold USD. So those contracts um, is easier to understand because mm-hmm. the calculation is simpler and uh, that uh, we support uh, both isolated margin and cross margin to the users. So that's our, perpetual con- uh, that's our future contracts, uh, perpetual contracts. And uh, the other thing is um, uh, the spot trading. So the spot trading is uh, very straightforward. And the special thing in our exchange is that we offer zero fee to our member, right? And uh, that, um, so if you pay only very small membership fee, you can trade without any transaction fees, right? If you compare with this, this is huge difference compared huge. with the other exchange. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I most derivatives exchange don't offer spot trading at all, from what I've seen. Um, and then those that have no fees generally have a large spread, but you've somehow found a way to have basically no spread, accurate pricing, and no fees for for a low price. Why do you think you're the first to have come up with that idea? It seems kind of obvious, but nobody else is doing it. As you may know that last year in, uh, I think around uh, October and uh, 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 Charles Schwab uh, announced that they go zero fee and all mm-hmm. the other retail broker they follows, had to. right? Yeah, they had yeah, to. It's almost a trend uh, globally. Even uh, I know that even in mainland China, they start to reduce fees as well, right? For, especially for retail clients, right? So basically for brokerage business that uh, we have two groups of uh, clients, one is retail clients, one is uh, in the bigger and institutional clients, right? They, are, they have different needs, right? If you look at, look at, look at retail clients, uh, uh, the fee is uh, one of the biggest part of their cost, right? right? They may not realize, but that, that's the truth, right? And for institution clients, in uh, the fee is relatively smaller, right? They're willing to pay for the fees to exchanging for better service, data service, client uh, client support service, etc. Right? So we think it's naturally it's a natural need for customer that we we have the responsibility to reduce their fees. Besides that, uh, when we start, we 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 start uh, uh, perpetual contracts first. And uh, that uh, the company already start to make profits, and uh, so we have a, we are in a good position to offer this service uh, to improve our uh, uh, usability and uh, and our user experiences. A lot of people, um, I guess, who have started in crypto and maybe don't understand uh, the way the stock market works and the way options and derivatives work, probably don't understand the importance of derivatives in general. Uh, to the market. Can you talk a bit about why um, derivative contracts uh, and options contracts, which I know is a different conversation, but why those are actually important for a healthy market? Yeah, derivatives is, uh, is, is, is huge. It has so many user cases. Like, um, like if, if you, I just talk about a little bit of background. That's if you're a farmer, right? If you're a farmer and, uh, and you, 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 um, you, you sell, Corns, right? But the corn's price is not, uh, not stable, right? So you can use the future to make sure that uh, six months later uh, or nine months later, you can have a you can have a predictable price to sell your products instead of like uh, selling a low price at that time, right? And uh, for for crypto market, and uh, we see that in two thousand seven that. So the price are rock and roll and not looking back. And that's the main reason there's no derivatives, right? 
because uh, people can, the only way to invest this uh, uh, industry is to, to buy, to long your position. Right. And there's no, there's no sell. No one can sell. If you want to sell, you have to borrow, uh, borrow from the exchange, you then sell and pay for the more, more fees. It's more risky for them. So perpetual contracts were one of the first, uh, very first uh, successful, uh, uh, derivatives in crypto world. And, uh, it provides the leverage and then, the, and make it sell much, much easier. Right. So this is more balanced than we uh, compare compares to we only have uh, the spot markets. Right. Right. Spot market. But the price is still going up and down, going up and down, kind of volatile. And the situation, <clears throat> the market situation is totally different from 2017. And we're hoping that, uh, that when the market keep growing and the price will be more stable. So what effect do you think that the derivatives market has had on the crypto market in general? Because obviously it started more heavily as a spot market. And I think through, you know, the rise of BitMEX and, and the bull run in 2017, that's when I think retail traders really got excited about trading uh, on these exchanges. I think they were trading altcoins generally to compound their Bitcoin. And then they kind of learned about leverage and derivatives and started trading. So uh, how much do you think that it affects the price, what's happening on these markets versus, you know, how the markets operated before? Yeah, that's a good question. So as we can see, like uh, since 2017 and 2018, usually the price movement, the big price movement is driven by spot exchanges like Coinbase, sometimes some Asian uh, 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 exchanges. And, uh, and now uh, from this year, we see and more and more, maybe half, half or 40, 60% that sometimes the derivatives exchange driven the price as well. So it's kind of, uh, we see obviously that uh, the risk exchange trading volume, because it had a much bigger trading volume and uh, it has impacted the, the, the price as we expected. So this is, uh, this is a good trend. So uh, we think that this will further stabilize the, uh, stabilize the price. What are the advantages for a retail trader, your average Joe for using leverage? Because obviously there's extreme risk. I think a lot of people come into the market and they say, Oh, I can turn my $10 into a thousand dollars, you know, and they don't realize that they're probably just going to be erasing their $10. So what is the advantage and how should leverage be used properly? I guess by a retail trader. Yeah, that, that source is very common and very tempting. I would say a lot yeah. of people start to trading because it's kind of the, the, the leverage, right? It's easy to buy and easy for them to sell. So I, I'm a used, uh, I'm, most of the time I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a holder. And I have some Bitcoins and uh, sometimes I, I really think that in, in this one or two weeks, uh, the price goes too high, it probably goes down and I want to protect my position, right? So I'm assuming that it will go down 30%. I, I think I will go back to like a two months ago, something like that, something like that. This kind of scenario. So I'm willing to pay a little bit, uh, um, pay up, allocate a little bit of my uh, portfolio uh, or cash uh, to invest into derivatives to hedge my position. So that's one of the one of the strategies I use most. And uh, because I don't want to trade most of my uh, my co my coins, uh, they are in the cold wallet. I don't want to move it. Right? It's easier for me to allocate some money to hedge the risk. Even uh, even I get liquidated, it's uh, the 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 damage is still still it's a net right, net gain. Right? You have a net yeah, gain yeah. if you lose on your short. Yeah, but I protect uh, protect my 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 cold wallets, right? So that that's one use case. And another thing is, uh, we see a lot of uh, programmer, uh, lots of users start to how know how they they know how to program, and all the APIs are public for most exchanges. And if you know your, if some some people have the feeling that they they. they they, when they look into the chart for too long, they obviously observe some patterns, right? So instead of trading manually, so you can use API. But for every Joe and for individual person that uh, I do encourage that uh, to minimize the leverage. It's very, very common that as we can see that a high leverage uh, uh, user uh, are more likely to get liquidated. It's, 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 it's very dangerous, right? Uh, people ask me that... Um, 
I call, often got asked that, uh, what's the leverage, uh, suitable leverage for beginners? I would say less than five times. Five, yeah. Five times because that's the leverage we see most institutional clients use. So they're smart. And I believe that uh, that's the right choice. Yeah. Think like a than, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting because, uh, I think that your average person is probably using 10 to 25 and sometimes pushing 50. And especially you talk about institutions using 5X. Those are institutions, I'm assuming, trading in other markets that are even less volatile than Bitcoin. I mean, at 10, you know, you, price can move 10% on a crypto asset in an hour uh, on, a, you know, yes. on, a, on a crazy day. So that's a, that's a, a liquidation with 10X leverage. But it's interesting. I want to talk, touch on you talked about hedging and this is something that I talk about all the time and people never seem to understand is when you use a short with leverage to hedge, it's emotionally, I find very easy because like you said, you actually still want price to go up. You technically want to be wrong. I find that the people who don't understand hedging against their position are extremely emotional with their trades because they're shorting and genuinely want to see price go as low as humanly possible, right? <laughs> that that yeah that that's so yeah emotion trading is always uh uh made you to do the wrong decision i was i was saying right so trading against your emotion is it's uh, it's almost uh, uh the first thing you have to you have to know about it for beginners yeah it, it's absolutely absolutely essential i just think that most people don't understand that the purpose of leverage is is really to hedge you should have you should only be trading with a small part of your portfolio against your investments and, and that's true. you you that's you true. uh you really articulated articulated that very well so yeah. um how large is the, well, I guess we kind of touched on how large the derivative market size itself as a part of the overall market cap of crypto. Do you, do you know like uh, how big it is? That's including altcoins and everything. Uh, I haven't checked the, I have checked the spot trading volume uh, for, for all. I think for derivatives, it's a daily trading volume is around five to six billion. Right. Probably more, probably more. I didn't, I, I didn't compare with the spot. I didn't, I didn't remember on, on top of my head. I probably should check. It. So usually, so so I for, can't. for I, I would say that at least a couple of times bigger than spot spot markets. Yeah. And for for traditional market, usually a hundred times bigger, and in terms of trading volume. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see this market will keep in keep keep growing. Where did the name Femex come from? Oh, it's uh, it's uh, from a Greek uh, goddess. It's called uh, Femi. <clears throat> uh, she represents uh, uh, to the fame, and uh, you know, I joined Morgan Stanley in two thousand eight. It's financial crisis, and a lot of uh, uh, Wall Street pl uh, companies try to rebuild their reputation. So, reputation like a hundred years old company, they try to rebuild this reputation. So, reputation in financial is extremely important. Because your customers put money, probably life savings, into your into your platform, and you have lots of responsibility and uh, something you cannot say. <coughs> excuse me, you have to understand that uh, <coughs> you have to provide a very good quality of the service, and you have to maintain your reputation all the time, and uh, <coughs> that's what we believe, and uh, we truly uh, working on this very hard. That's interesting. I, I won't name names, but I've spoken with the teams at a number of uh, leverage and derivative exchanges over the years. Um, and one of the CEOs said to me, we were having a conversation. He said, you know, education is important to us because we care about our customers. And I said, do you really care about your customers? You know, is that, are you just telling me that? Is that true? And he said, well, really, we just don't want them to lose too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the wrong attitude to open exchange. Honestly, so I, I remember a story that um, uh, Morgan Stanley always like uh, improving their 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 trading trading system, and they always prepare for two x, five x, ten x trading volume. So what it means is that they always test press stress test their system. See if I can handle double the volume, five times the volume, ten times the volume. Right? There's one day it's a big big. 
big day and uh, the market is so busy and a lot of other brokerage uh, <clears throat> went down. And at that time, uh, Goldman Sachs, people call Goldman Sachs, hey, I cannot trade at that time. They say, just simply go to Morgan Stanley. Right. This kind of thing that uh, this is just one day that uh, Morgan Stanley built so much relationship and uh, built their re- reputation through those uh, crises, right? So that's the service we want to provide. That's the company we want to build. And we believe that we believe in this industry and uh, our, all our team members, uh, they have very strong background and uh, they take this opportunity because we think this is uh, something big in the next five or 10 years. So what was it like coming out of, I'm assuming college um, for you into, uh, you know, the great recession into a global economic crisis? It's funny. I had friends who, um, I I graduated college in 1999. So friends who went uh, into investment banking. uh, Thank you. I'm for 40, (laughs) young 43. uh, Friends who, you know, I went to the University of Pennsylvania. So everyone went into investment banking. So my friends went into investment banking and then went back to business school. And when they graduated in 2009, couldn't even get jobs as good as their investment banking jobs that they had out of college. (laughs) Right. So what was it like for you coming out of, uh, coming out of college at that time when jobs were scarce, especially on wall street? It's, uh, it's super difficult. And I remember that I, I was intern in 2007 then Morgan Stanley. And at the time, um, everyone told me the bonus is good. Everything's good. And uh, I joined Morgan Stanley in 2008. And uh, I was in the training program. So I, I haven't started really work yet. And then the price, uh, the stock market crashed. And the Morgan Stanley stock market crashed to up, I think, uh, lower up to like $4 or $5 dollars. Yeah, and uh, we we were wondering should we should we rewrite our resume? <laughs> no, that's uh, that's something it, it, that year changed everything. Regulations, we have to go through a lot of com- uh, documents, uh, uh, com- uh, compliance pro- progress to 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 build something. So it totally changed the whole in- industry. It's very it's very hard, and you know um, the, the 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 package is not as good as before. Right. So I think uh, before financial crisis, we always heard that uh, uh, those big uh, um, um, investment bank uh, pay like uh, a huge, huge bonus. But that's uh, not not the case anymore. And technology plays a critical role. And uh, I have to go through like a series 57 exam to to be able to sign off uh, my my team's application that, that I have to sign off their code, sign off right. their test cases, all all those kind of things. So it's um, it's tough for banks at that time. And that's how I learned that I, I saw banks how to change they change their business uh, uh, business model. Mogulson uh, changed the huge. And uh, we go through a lot of pain, uh, painful process. And uh, then Mogulson now has a much, much better position. Um, and uh, their business is very strong. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's given me a, a good like, experience to understand uh, um, how to run a financial, financial firm. If you do something bad, right? If you do something bad, you think that you can escape away. But they're looking to those uh, uh, investment bank uh, after 2007-2008. They're chasing after <clears throat> they're chased after by 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 the government, and they have to pay a huge amount of the fees to settle those cases, and uh, even more the, than the profit they made before before that. Right. Roundthex.com is one of my favorite companies in the entire crypto space. What they do is take all your small purchases and round them up to the nearest dollar and invest that spare change into any of over 30 crypto assets of your choice. They integrate with your favorite exchanges so that you can view various exchange balances all in one dashboard and round up into different assets all at the same time. And they do all this without ever holding any of your Bitcoin. This is by far the best way to dollar cost average into Bitcoin. Go to roundlyx.com and use the promo code WOLF for $4 in free Bitcoin after making your first roundup or purchase. That's R-O-U-N-D-L-Y-X.com and code WOLF for $4 in free Bitcoin. Are you sick of paying ridiculous fees to trade crypto? It's time you try Voyager. It's hands down my favorite place to buy and trade crypto, and it's 100% commission free. 
Voyager gives you easy access to more than 30 top crypto assets, and you can instantly transfer cash from your bank account so you never miss a trading opportunity. Even better, you can now automatically earn interest on your crypto holdings. Currently, they're offering 5% interest on Bitcoin and 6% on USDC. Yes, you heard that correctly, 6%. And there are no limits or lockups, which means your funds always stay liquid. Find out why so many people are making the switch to Voyager. Visit investvoyager.com or search for Voyager on the iTunes or Google Play store and get $25 in free Bitcoin when you use the promo code SCOTT25. That's investvoyager.com, promo code SCOTT25 for $25 in free Bitcoin and start trading today. It's interesting uh, to have this conversation in context of what's happening now with global markets. And obviously, the I guess the conversation has been that it's different because the banks are, you know, are, are liquid now and they've learned their lesson. But now we see that people are defaulting on their mortgages. They're not making their rent payments. They're not making their loan payments. Do you think that we could have another bank event like 2008 if the economy continues to contract as it has? It could to 2020. So 2020 is like, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a rememberable year, will be a rememberable year for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, we see that uh, uh, the, the politics and uh, the global events happening and uh, it will cause a recession as ex- expected, right? So I remember Chinese government already said the Q1 is down. They probably have a negative increase. Uh, in terms of GDP and American, the stock market seems strong, but uh, there's a lot of signs that uh, the economy is declining and maybe sharply and, uh, and the coronavirus is still ongoing. And um, there's um, probably uh, back if we, went, if we went into autumn or winter, probably situation will get worse because the virus maybe come back again. Summertime may be a little bit better, but uh, that's no prove that uh, it stops the virus at all and we still have to wait for not vaccine for um, maybe another 18 months so this is uh, that a lot of facts uh, can have another financial crisis as i can see so that's why the, the, the stock market is so volatile and the crypto market is also volatile as well and uh, people have to be cautioned that uh, to invest uh, anything um, don't put uh, all your savings into one specific uh, uh, instruments. It's it's huge difficult. Maybe maybe you should uh, allocate more cash in your hands uh, uh, just in case, right? What do you uh, think Bitcoin and crypto's role is in an individual's overall portfolio? With that said, so I have some numbers that uh, um, for a lot of. Uh, 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 private uh, management company, pr- uh, private equity management company that uh, they usually allocate like 5%, 5%, 5 to 10% uh, uh, res- um, assets into into cryptos. So I, I read a, a analysis report that say add up, they add up all the, uh, all the investment. So assume that as 5%, they add up all the uh, uh Management company assets, they think that uh, Bitcoin price is probably worth like uh, fifty thousand already. So wow. 50, there's a lot. There are lots of money, hot money, in still into this market. Uh, research projects, DeFi, and uh, Bitcoins trading. Uh, there's there's so many things. So that's a good thing that uh, I'm expecting that um, it it really becomes the the the, the, the digital gold. Uh, um, these days, and uh, and uh, people willing to put some uh, money to hedge their risk uh, in the traditional markets. And uh, I remember there's one day that the market movement shape is look exactly as gold. I posted on my on my Twitter yeah. about that. Yeah, I find it. And, and uh, someone told me it's uh, it's not uncommon, and uh, they see this pattern sometimes uh, sometimes earlier as well. So we see that uh, now the traditional market, uh, Bitcoin traditional market, they they have the same shape. They are kind of. Uh, uh, start interaction with each other uh, that's a good trend so so i would say that's a parallel world you have a crypto world you have a traditional world and uh, the financial system will have a more and more communication and uh, 
And that's also a part of the job to build a bridge between them, right? Right, which is something that you guys are doing, obviously, by offering traditional products that maybe are not offered on a number of uh, derivative exchanges. So uh, it's interesting, you touched on institutional money in the space, and I think most people would be surprised to hear that private equity farms are actually here because it's always a conversation of if institutional money is invested, if they're going to be invested, if they were already invested and have dumped, it's, it's like chasing a ghost, right? Trying to figure out the story to that. I saw recently that uh, Fidelity did a study that said, I, th- I believe uh, one third of institutions are exposed to crypto in the United States, at least. And then I saw another study that was like thousands of CEOs were interviewed and 89% said that they believe that blockchain would be a fundamental part of their business within the next three years. So doesn't that indicate that inst- institutional money is already here one way or another? Yes. So yeah, that, that's... Uh- I believe that uh, that fact may be overstated. I don't know. It's, uh, right. I, it's there's no lot um, lot of uh, institution clients even they invested they they won't announce it. But we know that uh, they are they are huge in this uh, in this market. And uh, I my expectation is that there will be more and more. Right, uh, doubled every year will be at least I think. Do you think that there? Do you think that they're actually investing in spot Bitcoin or do you think that they're like on the CME, uh, you know, uh, do you think they're investing on futures or exp- getting exposure via futures or even, I guess, by investing in crypto based companies like, like your own, you know, I guess there's a lot of ways to be exposed to the crypto yeah, market a- without buying Bitcoin and putting it in a wallet. Yeah. Do you think that that's, that's true that they're, they're doing it in a, in a number of ways? I think for now it's easier to if uh, you want to trade. It's easier to trade uh, uh, in company like uh, like a Femax, uh, Bitmax, and Binance, etc. And uh, because CME the volume uh, is still still small. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, it's like only a couple million. Yeah, it's it 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 it's, it's never it's been very, huge. Yeah, it's very it's it's not designed for for the for the modern for the new needs, right? So we want to treat every day. We want to the country says we want to small. We want to use want to like a big leverage or flexible leverage. They can adjust, right? They want to extra protection, and all of those features they are not provided by 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 CME, right? So I do know that uh, there are some customers uh, purchasing for CME because it's, it still has his own reputation. And that's, uh, that's uh, CME's technology is very strong. And uh, if I'm a traditional uh, trader, uh, I definitely will consider CME because that's, uh, that's give me a lot of like confidence to trade, right? And, uh, <clears throat> but uh, look that uh, I will see that CME got a lot of uh, challenges from the company like us. Uh, we operate globally, and uh, it's very easy to access. We provide uh, much more advanced uh, uh, liquidation and uh, and insurance mechanism that CME not providing uh, to their retail customers. We have app, CME doesn't have app, right? Right. And, uh, right. That's uh, <clears throat> so. That's why we see that uh, majority trading volume is uh, still in those exchanges uh, like us. And uh, right. So. So back to back to sorry back no, to a question that yeah back to a question that uh, we think that uh, OTC market is also a big uh, <clears throat> uh, also there's a lot of volume in the OTC markets and uh, providing financial services for institutional clients because lots of uh, trading company they they have the cap capital issue so they, they need the more founder to be able to trade a different exchange right right so there's financial needs and uh, farm farm uh, the mining farm they also have a lot of like uh, uh, products related to cryptos as well so we always hear about the whales in this market that are moving price <laughs> and, and manipulating price and all this thing how much Bitcoin or how, how much money do you have to be, do you think, to be a whale in the crypto market? I don't know. It's getting harder and harder. As I as was told that like two years ago, probably if you have 200 BTC, you can manipulate the markets. And the people do see that it's someone... It's a huge did. number. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, not, it's not a huge number, right? So, uh, but now I think uh, it's getting harder and harder. And... Uh, 
and you need a t- you probably need a team to 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 do this right you need a bit of system to because well, there's so many exchanges uh, so many exchanges right you have to be if you have to be uh, uh buying and right. selling equivalently across the entire market both on leverage yeah. exchanges and spot so yeah and, that and would, exchange that would probably have Exchanges definitely have a monitoring, right? They have a monitor to see who drove the price, and uh, and uh, they were looking to the account and just to investigate. So I hope that uh, those big exchanges they will do the same as we do. Uh, we do looking at uh, we do monitor the uh, abnormal activities. We will send emails to us, uh, ask some questions to the client to understand that what they need and why to do that. If you do this. Uh, do this right or wrong, we give our own opinion. So right. that's, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's what I said earlier. Exchange have a lot of more ex- uh, responsibility. It's not just to guarantee the order book to be time and price priority. It's more, much, much more than that. Which is interesting because you said, I hope that they would do this, which is a very political <laughs> and polite way to say it because I, th- I mean, some of these exchanges have internal trading desks and mysteriously the price moves tremendously while no client can trade on there. I mean, there's obviously a lot of accusations that uh, some exchanges are counter trading their own customers or, and they, they see your orders, they're sweeping your stops, all these crazy things. Is that something, well, you probably can't speak to it. You're not trading there, but do you believe that's something when you see stops being swept, that's something that, you know, some whale is doing, or do you think sometimes that the exchanges play a part in that? Uh, it's really, it's really hard to tell because all gas, because it's, it's very easy p- people to imagine there's a whale behind, behind this. So that's something we cannot control. And right. uh, I don't course. have the internal, I don't have the internal data from other exchanges. And uh, that's just really hard to tell. What we can see is uh, who, which, which market has driven the price and uh, what's the, whether, but we don't know whether there is a one count or there's a multiple count or, or uh, multiple trading uh, simultaneously. It's, it's hard to tell from outside, but, but as, as I know, it's possible. Right, because right. the market is still small, and mm-hmm. trading volume is still small. It's it's possible, and uh, maybe there's one team or a couple of teams, they want to do this, and uh, they are able to do this. Um, that that's 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 the that's the that's the they maybe want one to. big yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah, big issue, big issue for. But but in another way, right? If you already are whale, you have like more than ten thousand Bitcoin. Why you? What's your what's your incentive to do this? I agree. And I think that people under, you know, people who don't understand underestimate the amount of risk that would take because you still yeah. don't know if there's another party on the other side that's going to, you know, allow because you to- the audience, Because the audience and the, the media, they, 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 they like the story, right? Of the whale story. But as right. I can see that uh, people have a much, much more Bitcoin. They probably made a fortune in 2016, 2017. They actually invest heavily into the industry in terms of projects, in terms of the, the, the exchanges, uh, right? They're doing a good thing to improve this, this platform. That's, that, that's the most case I saw, right? I never met a whale or maybe, maybe there's a team, <laughs> but they're, they're very secret. The hacker, hacker may be one of the force to right. do that, right? Uh, there's a lot of uh, hacking events uh, on, uh, every, almost every year. And uh, they may have the incentive to do this, to do the best thing. It's fun. And uh, they think this, is, uh, this, this makes money. I don't know. But uh, the majority uh, people um, I met, and uh, they, they really put a lot of resource and effort into this industry. Um, it's interesting you touch on hacking. And I think I was surprised when I read a report recently that said that uh, each year hacking has increased like, exponentially you would think that with all the new security measures and and all these things that actually hacking would become more difficult but it seems it's become easier with time in this space and that as the space grows obviously it becomes a greater target um no insurance easy to steal money how do you prioritize security on your exchange and how do you secure people's funds i mean it seems to be an extremely extremely major challenge yeah, so we what we do is we hire a third-party security firm uh, to to audit our system regularly, right? So almost every month, well, uh, once we have a new features, we ask them to give us advice to do to, to do the test, 
and uh, that's uh, that's that's one of one of the important thing because you know there's a white hat white hat hacker right. they protect uh, they protect people right they not just protect people they have the community to know what's the what's the common common issues uh, and what's the latest uh, virus uh, they have right some team they also have a connection with uh, uh, local law enforcement so if you get hacked uh, and there's a high there's a certain chances you can get the money back right right that's a, that's very important to you that we keep cooperating with those uh, companies uh, globally and uh, to to ensure the security that's very important and um, the thing is in, uh, it's it's uh, sometimes it's all engineer work right how your team like uh, write the code, build the system, have it thoroughly tested. I know a lot of exchange, they, they don't have like a well-rounded uh, testing system. What they do is they just manually test right. some features. It's, it's also, it's, it's very, it's unbelievable that uh, for, for uh, even for more standing like back 10 years, lots of testing is, uh, it's, 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 not, it's not good enough. Right. They, they have to invest a lot of uh, money into the infrastructure to make sure that the whole progress uh, is the code is reviewed, it has the coverage is good enough, and all the cases covers have managed to sign up, sign off, have another specific team to test around the tests, right? So that's also another reason that's uh, just uh, very important. If you do all of this thing, you probably uh, avoid the 99% of the, of the virus and the hacking, right? Another thing is uh, social, social, um, uh, uh, social engineering, right? So our customer service, we constantly give them training, right? To we have a test email to test if they click the bad link oh, right. to make sure that yeah, it's a, that, that's, that's that's what we do. Smart. Right? So the first yeah, the first time that uh, we I, I send an email faking a faking uh, address, I say please click this link for some uh, training bonus, and some client some some our customer <laughs> customer guy will, will click the button. And, but they will keep doing the training. They have, uh, they build up a good sense. So what should do, what they cannot do, right? This is, this is a very important. You have to do this constantly, almost uh, every two weeks, almost, uh, for, for the new, uh, for the new joiner of our company. The very first thing is security, right? Security and to, to make sure they understand that, uh, security extremely, extremely important to financial, uh, financial system, right? Besides that, so internally, we also allocate a, a certain fund of uh, our revenue uh, to insurance fund. It's internally. And if customer lose money in terms of hacking, uh, they, they get hacked, we will fully refund. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's our best effort to, to, to help people to avoid this kind of disaster. Yeah, you can't ask for much more than that. So your company is based in Singapore, correct? But you're in China, right? Is that correct? Uh, I'm... I'm yeah, most of the time in Singapore. So I have, a, I have a meeting in Hong Kong in two weeks. That's, that, that's why I fly to, uh, fly to, uh, no, not Hong Kong, sorry. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, Hangzhou, another yeah. city. Another city, Alibaba is in that, that city. So we, we, we need to prepare for the meeting. So uh, how, do you, uh, how do you manage that in context of COVID and traveling internationally into China? Do you have to go two weeks in advance and be quarantined? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we do. We do. We do need to do that. Uh, just, just in case. So it's hard. Coronavirus make uh, all the business uh, much harder. And we are lucky that our team not get impacted a lot. So that's, uh, that's something good. But I know that a lot of my friends, they all have a small business. They have an ice cream stand. And it's very hard for them. Yeah, it's I have a friend that in, in Jersey and he, he's running a retail ice cream franchise and uh, it's, it's so hard. It's, it's so hard for, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a uh, few, few sad for him and hope everything uh, goes well for him. So I'm, I'm curious, totally off topic, but something I've always wanted to ask. I know how, uh, I mean, Ameri I'm, I'm curious as to how Americans are perceived in Asia at this point in time, especially in light of the COVID response and, and the crisis. But uh, just really, really interested to hear uh, what people think about our, our government and our, our politics and what's going on here in general. So I lived in New York for, I lived in New York and Jersey for seven years yeah. before I I've moved back to Asia. And uh, I think uh, 
for well-educated person people, as I met, they they all understand well. It's so uh, politicians game, right? So different cultures, they actually they very similar. So we have the same goal on freedom, and uh, it's uh, it, it's all common. So in terms of Mr. President, you know, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's uh, he. He is not the president. I would say he's not president. I will vote if I have the voting right. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, he is not helping in this uh, crisis in terms of how he handled in the virus, how he handled the multicultural in this country and the racism. And uh, I, I would expect a better president uh, to help uh, to help because American has a lot of responsibility. He's still the number one country in the world, right? If you have this kind of a president, um, lots of things you cannot do, right? You make chaos into the world. That's terrible. That's, uh, that's, that's something we are expecting Americans can do more, right? More than this. Yeah, I agree. And how do, I mean, living in a country that took the response to COVID extremely seriously, uh, a lot of Americans believe that America has taken it seriously. I'm not one of them. I think that it's been basically a complete joke. But living somewhere where, you know, people respect the government, they socially distance, they wear masks, they do all the things that are obvious and asked for. Again, like, how do they look at the United States res- response to, to COVID specifically? Yeah. So they, yeah, they, most of people I am at, they kind of uh, uh, disappointed you know, yeah. when, 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 and when America and Australia, they are mocking Chinese government and uh, all the people in Chinese government uh, and they much, much appreciate the government effort. And the China is almost uh, back to normal, back to normal. And uh, I, we have a colleague that uh, is American. He said, I'm so lucky I didn't fly back. And uh, like he told me that uh, China is uh, one of the safest country uh, right now, right? And um, that, that's, that's something that's something totally different from, from uh, what media uh, is, uh, is talking about. And uh, so people, when, when, we, when you read the news, you have to understand who wrote the news, right? Those, those newspapers, they all have their political opinions and uh, they, have, they, they kind of have a bias, as I can see, right? Yeah. But, uh, the good things, I think, I think uh, people get more and more get educated and they understand the world much, much better. We travel around the world and uh, we understand multicultural. We can talk to different people. And uh, there's no problem at all, right? What, I think the government is kind of, all the government is kind of um, uh, lagging and uh, they, are not ca- ca- they are not prepared for, uh, for this uh, new generation, right? They think the generation is old, they still, still can be food. By those, uh, by those, uh, by this fake news, right? But that's not truth. That's not true. That social media, people can free talk. If you travel around, you understand. You understand the the multi different culture. It's uh, it's very easy. Yeah, you you said that your friend uh, joked that he's glad he didn't have to go back to the United States. I remember a lot of people joking that when the SpaceX rocket took off, that those were the two luckiest people on Earth because they were leaving the planet. <laughs> yeah, America is still still amazing, right? That's the only country can build a company, have the company SpaceX, right? And no other company can, no other country can do that. So I still believe the American dream, and I think if if people go through. Uh, this this political crisis, I think uh, America will be stronger. That that that's what I believe. I agree. I think that in general things always trend in a positive direction. It's just there's yeah. it's like looking at a chart of the Dow Jones for a hundred years, right? And when you look yeah, at yeah, yeah, context, yeah. the Great Depression <laughs> is like a, a blip. So I think that you know politics, depending on which side you're on, either way. You think the world is ending at the time, but in the end, uh, everything continues on that upward continuum of progress. At least I'd like to think so. So I have one more question, I I guess, before I know we got to go soon. But you probably, I know you were a trader yourself, but um, I'm assuming that as the CEO of an exchange, you have some really interesting insight uh, into the behavior of traders and, and how they act because you're on 
the other side. I'm wondering if you've learned any lessons by running an exchange that you may not have known when you were just trading by yourself. I haven't traded. I haven't traded for a long, long time. So my my training basically test our test our platform to make sure the functionality was good. I am more harder, and I don't I don't I don't trade oftenly. Yeah, so I guess just, I just like what your observations from the data you see, the way that traders yeah. behave on your platform. I'm just curious if there's anything interesting in trader behavior that you can glean from not, that. Not, not, not particularly, I would say, because I, I, I have the data for all the customers back to Morgan Stanley. All right. right. So it's nothing yeah, surprises the, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the big thing is uh, the big thing that, uh, that uh, Morgan Stanley have so many trading volumes, so their signal is more accurate. Mm-hmm. Where they can test their ideas, and that's also something we want to build. But particularly, so we we, we now Femax has uh, more and more uh, retail client, clients. Our retail clients' uh, volume is uh, one very big, and sometimes even bigger than the institutional clients. And uh, <clears throat> so we do see a lot of common mistakes they made, uh, as I mentioned, high leverage and uh, put a lot of money, keep chasing their losing position. That's, that's the common mistakes people have to avoid. Revenge like, uh, trading. Yeah. So you see people <laughs> short. I'm shorting it. Okay, it's up $100 more. I'm shorting yeah. it again. Liquidated up $100 more. And then they're eventually right and it goes down, but they have no money left by the time it does, yeah. basically, right? I, I do have one ob- observation is yeah. that um, if, if you hold a selling position, it's more likely to make money. Really? Yeah. So, so one is funding rate and the right, of course, usually foremost push the price up and uh, the funding rate goes up. And uh, if you sell, you probably collect uh, all the funding rate. Right. Uh, and also that, uh, for, for, for BTC US dollar, because it's, um, it's settled in BTC. So the revenue curve is not like a, a linear, right? Right. For selling, for selling, for short position, you have an advantage, right? right you have an you have, advantage have, for, for earning Bitcoin versus earning dollars, basically. Right, 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 right. So that's another reason. The third reason is uh, um, uh, the third reason is that uh, because for retail clients, uh, they usually most of them they only have long position. Right, they're right. bullish, they, inherently yeah. bullish. Yes. The bullish, it's uh, it's kind of against uh, against uh, their common sense to to have a sell position, but that's the advantage of a selling. And uh, if uh, if you sell at the right uh, right point and then manage your 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 liquidation price, it's it will be profitable. So yeah. that's that's what that's, that's what I saw and I, because we have some stats that. Uh, people tend to have a short position, they, they, they are more likely to have profits. That's really interesting. And, they, mm-hmm. and, and for anyone who's trying to compound their gains in Bitcoin versus in dollars, shorting does, does that more effectively as well, correct? Yeah. That's interesting. All right, well, so where can people uh, keep up with you after this, follow the exchange, uh, get on the exchange and, and test it out? What's the, be- the best place for them to reach you guys? Oh, so we, uh, our homepage have, uh, uh, have all our um, media communities and uh, ter- Telegram. Uh, people ask questions. We answer the questions over there. There's uh, actively like uh, hundreds, hundreds of users uh, uh, talking about ideas and the products over there. And uh, our Twitter is updating almost every day that uh, have introduced new products, new, 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 uh, new events. Sometimes there's a campaign, there's some uh, airdrop. And uh, it's all happening on there. And uh, that's two main thing. And, all, all, and in our YouTube, there's some, uh, um, there's some uh, uh, educational materials. Uh, that's great. So you can, yeah, you can check. So almost everywhere. And where can people follow you? For me, uh, I'm uh, actively on both uh, Twitter and uh, Telegram. So awesome. you, can, you can follow me on Twitter. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have to say that uh, obviously I've, it's been a pleasure for me working with, with your team personally. And it's the only exchange that I've enjoyed trading on in, in years. And it's incredible to me how good the customer service is and how receptive you guys are to, to feedback from your clients, which is something that I've 
never, never seen elsewhere. It's really, uh, it's really been very impressive. So I hope that, uh, a lot of people come and, and join and, uh, and, and, and get in and, and start trading we, there. We, we do appreciate your trust and uh, and the support. You know, you know, we we we're, we're kind of a, a late joiner to this industry, and we only like uh, established only less than one year, and our products are launched only less than like uh, six months, uh, seven months, right? Seven, I think seven months, and this is it's 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 huge for it's. We feel very appreciated and uh, and fortunate, uh, very. We're lucky that uh, we got so many recognition and a uh, lot of people trust us and uh, to help us to grow. And that's, uh, that's, uh, this kind of relationship is very important to us. Thank you very yeah, much. Maybe, maybe thank you. You're welcome. But may, maybe, uh, you've had the benefit because you're late. You've been able to see all of the mistakes that the uh, people before. Well, yeah, that's true. Made, that's true. Is, we try to avoid, we yeah. try to avoid all the mistakes, uh, the common mistakes that other people made. And, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's all the, another advantage I said. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I know that uh, it's the opposite side of the day for you and you're probably just getting going while I'm uh, getting ready to go to sleep. So I do appreciate you uh, taking the time this morning for you to, to talk to me. So uh, can't, thank you. can't thank wait you, to follow up and do it again. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. New episodes go live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Links to our Apple and Spotify channels are in the show notes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Scott Melker to continue the conversation. See you next week.